Hello, this is Tommy Peeler, and this is our podcast, Carefully Examining the Text. In the episode today, we want to study Psalm 29. Psalm 29 mentions the Lord in every verse. As a matter of fact, in all, it mentions the Lord 18 times. And it mentions the voice of the Lord seven times. Let's listen to its word. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due His name. Worship the Lord in His holy array. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord hews out flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer to calf and strips the forest bare. And in his temple everything says glory. The Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm 29 praises the power of God as demonstrated in the storm. This psalm is not anti-science nor anti-technology, but it does suggest that our God's power is beyond all of these. Some have suggested that Psalm 29 sounds like it may have been originally a Canaanite poem that was composed for Baal. We don't have proof of that, but it is true that the Canaanites attributed to Baal the power to control the storm. He is pictured with a lightning bolt in his hand. And in this particular psalm, all the things that the Canaanites would have attributed to their god, Baal, this section attributes to Yahweh. Yahweh is God. Remember in 1 Kings chapter 17 when the people were serving Baal, Elijah the prophet appears before Ahab and said, There will not be dew nor rain till I say so. Why did he mention those things? Because Baal was believed to control these things. And here Elijah is stating that it is not Baal who controls the storm, but it is God. It is the Lord who controls the storm. And finally, when both Elijah and the prophets of Baal put their oxen upon the altars, it was the Lord God of heaven, not Baal, who sent down lightning, sent down fire to consume the sacrifice. And all the people shout, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. All the ability that the Canaanites attributed to Baal to control the storm is in the biblical text attributed 
to Yahweh. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in holy array. The word glory is a key word in this psalm, and you noticed it mentioned both in verses 1 and 2. When the Bible says to worship the Lord in holy array in verse 2, those words could be used to describe the apparel of the priest in Exodus 28 and verse 2, or those words can be described, used to describe God in His holiness in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 in verse 21. Worship the Lord in holy array. But verse 3 begins with the description of the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The voice of the Lord in this particular psalm is focusing on the thunder that God sends. In Job 37, we see the same kind of wording. In Job 37, verses 4 and 5, After it a voice roars, he thunders with his majestic voice. He does not restrain the lightnings when his voice is heard. God thunders with his voice wondrously, doing great things that he cannot comprehend. Job 37. 7 and verses 4 and 5. The voice of the Lord in this psalm, Psalm 29, seems particularly to stress thunder. And this particular psalm, it is interesting, though it mentions the voice of the Lord seven times, God never speaks. And man only speaks one word, as we'll see in a moment. But in this, we see the power of God, where God thunders over the waters. His voice in verse 4 is powerful and majestic, so much that it breaks the cedars. It breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon in 1 Kings chapter 5 were trees that were sent to the land of Israel for the building of Solomon's palace and Solomon's temple. He sent these logs from the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon were huge trees in that day, and sometimes they became typical of man in his pride in Isaiah chapter 2. In verses 11 through 13. But here in the text, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. Most of the places mentioned in Psalm 29 are north or outside of Israel's territory. Even in Baal country, the Lord is supreme, and it's the Lord who sends the storm, and it is the Lord who can bring down the cedars of Lebanon. The text tells us that all the mountains skip like it was an earthquake. He makes the Lebanon skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. 
and verse 7 talks about the voice of the Lord hewing out flames of fire. The voice of God sends down the lightning. And the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness in verse 8. Everything in God's temple in verse 9 is crying out glory. Is the temple a reference there to the place in Jerusalem where God is worshipped? Or is the temple in Psalm 29, verse 9, a reference to all creation? In a sense, all the world is his temple where he displays his glory in the awesome thunderstorm. In this particular psalm, you see a ferocious storm, a ferocious storm. You see the rain pelting down, the lightning uh, lighting up the sky. The thunder is deafening. Have you ever lived in that experience? I have, and I think most of you have. And to live in that situation is to see a small portion of God's power, a small portion of His incredible, immeasurable power, a power that can make the animals give birth prematurely, a power that can break the tallest of the trees, a power that rules over all. In verses 10 and 11, the Lord sat as king at the flood. This word for flood is only used outside of this text in Genesis 6 through 11 to refer to the flood sent in the days of Noah. Psalm 29 talks about the power of God, the might of God displayed in the thunderstorm. And here in verse 10, the ultimate display of God unleashing the power of weather in order to demonstrate his rule was the flood, where the floods enveloped the earth and eight men were saved. Eight people were saved from the destruction of that world. The Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sets as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. We mentioned earlier the word glory is a key word in Psalm 29, mentioned in verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, and in verse 9. The word strength is a key word, though not mentioned as frequently. It is mentioned in the first verse and the last verse. In the first verse, ascribe to the Lord glory and Strength In the last verse, the Lord will give strength to his people. 
This God who is God of the thunderstorm, this God whose voice can shake the earth, this God whose powerful lightning can tear down the tall cedars of Lebanon, this God who can cause the animals to give birth prematurely can strengthen his people. The Lord will give strength to his people and he will bless his people with peace. The Lord can send the, sun, send the storm. And the Lord can calm the storm of our lives. The one word man speaks is to cry glory. God speaks no words through his prophets, through his servants. But God speaks through the power of of the thunderstorm. Just as the heavenly beings were called to praise God, in Psalm 29, verses 1 and 2, the angels praise God in Luke 2, verses 10 and 11. Today is a day of great joy. In the city of David has been born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the Word of God, John 1.1. Just as this psalm speaks of the voice of the Lord, so Jesus is the Word made flesh in John 1 and verse 1. And just as Psalm 29 focuses on God's incredible power as displayed over the weather, Jesus was asleep on the boat in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. His disciples wake him up, some shouting one thing and some another, asking, do you not care that we're perishing? And Jesus wakes up and says, be still, and the ferocious storms stop. And even his disciples are amazed and said, Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? He is the Lord who can send the storm, and he is the Lord who can bring peace. In Mark 6, verses 45 through 52, the disciples were rowing hard on the water, and Jesus comes walking to them on the water. He comes walking to them. He can turn the water into wine. In John 2, in verses 1 through 11, he has power over nature. And he is worthy of praise. Psalm 29, worthy of our attention as it shows us the God who controls the thunder. And Psalm 29 finds its fulfillment in the power of Jesus. May the Lord continue to bless you and keep you.